This is the Education Exchange. I am Paul Peterson, Senior Editor of Education Next. Thank you for joining me. California was among the states most willing to close its schools, colleges, and businesses in an attempt to halt the, the spread of COVID. And actually, it did to some extent because it has uh, substantially lower death rates per million than, say, Florida, which uh, made many fewer efforts to uh, contain COVID spread. But the question arises, uh, what were the costs of the efforts in, in California? And one cost has been in education. We have seen this in terms of declining student attendance in high schools around the country. And now we have a study about junior colleges or community colleges, two-year colleges. And this comes from California. Then uh, we have two very fine economists at Santa Cruz who have done a very careful study of enrollments in the California community college system. Uh, two economists at Santa Cruz, George Bowman and Robert Barely, and I have with me today on the Education Exchange, George Bowman. And so thank you very much, George, for joining me on the Education Exchange. Thank you for having me. Well, so George, um, 300,000 students is what you say is the decline since 2019 or between 2019 and 2021. Uh, so uh, that's a big number, but then California is a big state. So tell me what is, what is this in percentage terms? How much of a decline is this? And how does this compare with um, community colleges around the country? Yeah, so this is a, a big decline. Uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, annual enrollment was close to 2 million uh, community college students in California. And this 300,000 uh, approximately reduction in enrollment represents uh, a 17% uh, decline. So uh, at least in my opinion, that's a, a very large uh, reduction relative uh, to, to the baseline level. And that's being measured from the fall of 2019 to the fall of 2021. So this isn't just the, the short run impact of, of COVID. This is now extending into the 2021-2022 uh, academic year. Uh, relative to national numbers, uh, the national reduction is estimated to be about 13%. So um, the California reduction is a little bit larger, but it's it's not uh, totally atypical uh, relative to, to what we're seeing across the country. Yeah, so it's 17% compared to 13%. So four percentage points larger, that's noticeable, but it's not like it's dramatic. It's, it's, it's on the margin, I'd say. Right, and it's it's not a precise science. You're sort of guessing what enrollment would have been based on pre-existing uh, trends. But I, I would say the big takeaway is that there are large reductions uh, across the country in community college enrollment during this time frame. Well, how about the four-year colleges? What kind of um, enrollment changes do you see both in California and around the country in terms of four-year colleges? Yeah, so nationally, it's been reported that initially in, in 2020, in the fall, the reductions were, were quite minimal. And then in the fall of 2021, the four-year numbers uh, were down about 3%. In California, so, so much less than for, for community colleges, uh, in California, the, uh, the enrollment 
uh, followed a pretty similar pattern. So there was not much of an effect in the fall of 2020. And then in the fall of 2021, actually the UC system uh, saw an enrollment increase of, of one or 2%. And the Cal State system, the other large four-year uh, university and college system in, in the state uh, saw pretty, enroll, uh, pretty flat uh, enrollment rates. Now, are these official statistics? Where, where are you getting your data, George? Yeah, so, so these are, are published uh, by the state of California, and, and these are uh, official statistics. So uh, why do you think you're getting a much bigger decline at the two-year college level than the four-year college level? What's uh, both nationally and in California? That's, that's, a, that's a big story out there. That's like 10 percentage points difference or more. So that's a huge difference. So what, what's what's the reason for it? Yeah, that's the that's the big question uh, because prior to actually you know seeing some of these numbers uh, uh, myself, it actually you know it could have gone either way. Um, I, I thought initially when the pandemic hit that we might actually see relative increases at. Uh, two-year institutions, uh, because when the pandemic hit, you could no longer have in-person classes and the sort of value of going to a, a four-year school where you live on campus, and it, in part, you're paying for the experience of a, a, a four-year campus, you know, that, that value, uh, you would think, would decline, and maybe students would prefer to pay the lower tuition associated with community colleges uh, while they're, they're living at home, and so I was expecting there might actually be a shift away from two-year or four-year and into to two-year, uh, but of course that's not what we actually uh, see in practice. Now, now certainly one reason for this, I think the most obvious one, is that uh, four-year institutions, especially selective four-year institutions, can top up their enrollments by admitting more students. So if you're an institution that has an acceptance rate of 40%, then you can admit a few more uh, percent uh, of applicants and sort of maintain your enrollment levels. Whereas with a community college, they're, they're typically open enrollment, they're not selective. And so they don't have that flexibility to just admit some more students who are previously being rejected. So that's certainly a one element of what's going on here. Is there some shifting from junior college to four-year college, it maybe got a little easier to get into the four-year colleges because of the, the possible decline occurring there as well. Yeah, so that's not something we were able to study with the, the sort of uh, preliminary aggregate data, but I think that that will certainly be something that, that is important to, to understand in future studies, uh, looking at if there was some shifting uh, between the two types of institutions. Uh, it, you know, it's a great question. Um, and, and not necessarily an easy one to get at because you have to sort of predict who was going to go where. Um, the other big reason that I think that um, the reductions might have been seen at community colleges are just the nature of the students who, who go to these types of institutions. So when you're thinking of uh, sort of the distribution of students attending college, the type of students who are going to a four-year institution are going to be on average, perhaps stronger academically, they're perhaps gonna have higher incomes. And so they're gonna be able to sort of uh, weather the storm uh, and, and the various disruptions that, 
that occurred with the pandemic um, a little better, uh, potentially. Um, community college students, you know, they tend to take some classes, take some time off, be working at the same time. And so their, their relationship to, to college can sometimes be a little bit uh, more tenuous. Uh, certainly that's not true on a case-by-case -case basis, but on average, uh, they might be more sensitive to these disruptions. They might, uh, they tend to be a little bit older. They might have more family obligations. Uh, they might have lower incomes on average that could cause them to uh, face more financial hardship and to choose not to, to continue their educations. But, you know, if the uh, unemployment rate was up, and I think it was at least the first of these two years, and I don't know exactly when that begins to turn, because, you know, at one, some point we turn from a underemployment economy to a full employment economy. And do you see anything in the data that shows that, you know, students are choosing between work and, and going to college, uh, especially at the two-year uh, level, right. Well, this is this is the one of the most interesting things as an economist about this is is you're you're sort of bringing up a, a you know a well established result in the in the literature, which is that typically when the economy is not doing well. Uh, people are more likely to, to go to college. Uh, they'll take that time when the economy is not strong to invest in their human capital uh, because the cost of going to college in essence goes down because you're giving up less in terms of earnings when there's a weak economy. And then when the economy is booming, um, you're more likely to see people taking jobs straight out of high school and choosing not to go to college because you know the opportunity is there for them. Um, and so when you think about this in terms of uh, the COVID pandemic, you might expect to see, hey, the economy was doing really badly. Uh, people were getting laid off. There were no jobs. And so you might expect to see people sort of flood into uh, education. Hey, if I'm going to be at home, I might as well be working on my community college degree or my four-year degree while, I, while I'm not in the labor market. Um, and so that's one of the reasons that you might expect to have seen enrollments go up, but that's not what we saw. Um, instead, we saw enrollments uh, go down dramatically, uh, at least in the short run, right? That's, that's what you would have expected to see. Now, with the economy stronger and unemployment rates uh, uh, way down, there, there could be some offsetting effects. But certainly that sort of classic interplay between the unemployment rate and community college enrollment didn't seem to hold in this more complicated context. So when you're thinking about that, you need to think about what other factors are happening here. So it's not just a matter of choosing to go to college or not. It's about taking online classes rather than in-person classes. So uh, let's talk about those online classes yeah. because you would have thought Oh, well, they're easy to take and the professors are all giving everybody an A and uh, why not Why not take those classes, get the credits, get the credentials and you'll be all set to, to go off and, and work in, in some uh, occupation that requires a two-year degree. So I would have thought online courses might have been attractive to uh, the community college uh, uh, potential student. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people sort of suspected that that might be the case. That this is convenient. Um, it's it's easy. If community colleges are low cost, uh, we might expect to see this as an attractive uh, option. 
but but certainly empirically, uh, we're seeing you know evidence that that might not have have been the case. Um, and so the, the purpose of our study, of course, was not to, to delve into uh, the, you know the quality of online classes. There have been some other studies that have looked at how students do online versus in person, and I think the the general takeaway of those studies is that students' uh, performance tends to to suffer a fair bit uh, when they're doing the online version of classes, uh, and that's that's sort of uh, been seen in some randomized control trials that are well done uh, in, in order to isolate the causal effects of taking an online class. Then for specific areas of study, such as vocational training, uh, one can imagine that simply taking the class online is not a substitute. So if you're doing- Car repair, you can't do a car repair online. Right, you, you know, certainly something would be lost if you're doing car repair or assembly or maintenance or, or even things like nursing and uh, uh, teacher training where you actually wanna be working with students. Um, though those are gonna be areas in which uh, being in person is crucial. And in, and in a lot of cases, um, community colleges tried to, to maintain in-person as, as quickly as possible uh, after the pandemic uh, struck. So uh, you talking about these different kinds of courses, so do you find that the enrollment decline varies in different um, subjects? Uh, or let me put it this way, because uh, I know you did inquire into that. Where do you find the biggest uh, uh, declines in enrollment? Which fields? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start by saying that you know, my prior going into this was that we were going to see big declines for the vocational fields and that we might even see increases for the academic fields. As, as you mentioned before, people taking some courses so that they could ultimately transfer to a four-year institution, which is a very popular route in California to go to community college first and then, and then a four-year college. In practice, um, that's, that's not what we saw. Um, so we saw pretty much equal and large reductions in terms of taking academic and vocational uh, classes. So in the fall of 2020, we saw reductions of about 13 or 14 percent for both these ac academic transferable uh, classes and the vocational classes, which was a real surprise. Um, and then in the fall of 2021, there were still reductions in both further reductions, but the reductions were actually smaller for vocational classes and larger for the academic transferable classes. And so again, that was uh, a, a bit of a surprise to see. Um, in terms of specific fields, in the short run, uh, in you know the spring and the fall of, of 2020, we certainly saw some evidence that the, uh, the effects were larger for some of these hands-on classes, but the reductions were widespread and you can see them across a range of fields, including academic uh, uh, subjects. By the fall of 2021, we actually see uh, reductions uh, decrease for the vocational fields and increase for a range of more academic topics, things like foreign languages and humanities and mathematics, we see reductions. And so at the end of the day, when you look at fall 2019 to fall 2021, the reductions aren't actually larger uh, for the vocational fields on average. Uh, you see widespread declines uh, across a range of uh, subjects. And I, I find that uh, quite surprising. Well, I got to ask you this political question because uh, the governor of California went, went often uh, claimed that everybody likes California better than Florida and the Florida governor disagrees. So 
and we do know that there is a, a movement out of California today. Can some of this decline be this migration out of California or is this just too massive a decline to be explained by minor migration? Yeah, this the, these reductions of uh, seventeen percent overall in enrollment certainly can't be explained by uh, small differences about uh, in and out migration. I think there you know there could be interesting studies to be done about specific subpopulations. For example, if you were looking at um, you know non-resident aliens, for example, in the state, were they more likely to, to to not stay in California and take community college classes? But I don't think that we're going to find that the very large fraction of the overall reduction. Is, is due to population change. Well, so the Wall Street Journal will be disappointed to hear that from you, I can assure <laughs> you, given their editorial today in the, in the journal. Uh, but let me ask you about ethnic groups because uh, first of all, I wanna know what's the percentage of various ethnic groups who are enrolled uh, prior, say, prior to the pandemic in the- Right, so one of the interesting thing about things about community colleges uh, broadly is that, I mean, first of all, they serve approximately half of all public uh, college and university students in the country. And that's certainly true in California uh, as well. But they, you know, disproportionately serve uh, students of color as well as low income students. And so in California, for example, uh, of the of the students in community college, uh, about 50% are, are Hispanic and 12% uh, are Asian and 6% are, are Black. So it's a very diverse uh, uh, student body in, in uh, California community colleges. Uh, so, and what's the um, what's the attrition rate by ethnic group? Did did, did uh, was you, were you more likely not to enroll if if you came from a, a minority group than uh, if you came were a white uh, student? Right, so the, the overall average we know is about 17%. Um, and that, that's you know, based on, on the whole population of students that I, that I just described. If, if you break it down uh, by race, you see that the largest reductions uh, were for black students and Hispanic students who had reductions of 20% and 18% respectively. Um, and certainly that is somewhat larger than what we saw for white and Asian students, but those reductions were still large at about 16%. So the range is about 16% to 20%. So there's a difference, but it's not a huge difference. So this seemed to affect um, uh, you know, all groups, not equally, but, but certainly significantly. Yeah, no, that is interesting because it's just, you know, you're saying it, it, you don't get a lot of variation by program of study, whether you're planning to go on to a four-year college or seem to be taking courses with that in mind, you don't see much by ethnicity. All the things that people rush to uh, when they try to explain uh, what might be going on, none of them really get close to explaining the big number. They're, they're, they're more on the margins than the, the, the big story. Right, or, or that, that fundamentally there's you know, a shared characteristics among a lot of community college students and that those characteristics span racial groups and uh, fields of study and that, that we're capturing sort of these, these net effects, uh, these characteristics of the student bodies and the institutions that serve them. Well, maybe they just don't like online learning. Now, we talked about online learning already, but uh, one of the things you did was to look at maybe some colleges are better at it than other. They've, they've had more experience in, in online uh, coursing, course offerings. Uh, 
what do you find with respect to that? Is some yeah. is better than others? Yeah, so this is this is an interesting question. Um, and I think there's sort of two pieces of evidence we can point to about um, how much of this has to do with just online learning. Um, so the first is, is the one that, that you're talking about, which is uh, in this study, what we did is we said, hey, maybe colleges that already had stronger online presences. Maybe they weathered the storm better than others. So if you're already serving you know, 30% of your students through online classes, then you might have the infrastructure, the instructors might already be skilled in doing online learning. Maybe the students you've attracted will, will be more uh, willing to go online. And so maybe we'll see smaller reductions versus at an institution where only you know, five or 10% of the classes are offered online prior to the pandemic. And so we split up the institutions and, and looked at the, the relationship here, which can be seen easily graphically. So what was the reduction in enrollment relative to what was the baseline rate of online classes? And it was interesting to see that the, there was no strong relationship. So it was not the case that an institution that had a somewhat stronger online presence prior to the pandemic was spared basically from, uh, from these uh, reductions in enrollment. So again, perhaps pointing more to uh, something about the student bodies than, than to the, the readiness of, of community colleges to shift to online learning. So again, that was a bit of a surprise. Well, maybe, but sometimes I feel like the online learning uh, component of colleges and universities is very segmented from the rest, the in-person component. You've got one group of faculty doing one and another group of faculty doing other, and they don't ever talk to one another. They don't even, they will work in the same building. They don't even admit that the other is around. So is that, is, is, could that be a possible explanation why there's no payoff from having experience in this area? I, I certainly think that's that's a fair uh, assessment that, hey, the type of students who are doing in-person classes, then they're going to be affected equally no matter where they were. It doesn't matter that they were going to a community college that happens to offer some other uh, online classes. Um, I, I think, you know, there's also a study out there, uh, a recent study by uh, Bird, Castleman, and Lohner, and they were looking at Virginia and I believe they found that actually faculty experience in online education didn't actually mitigate the negative effects on enrollment uh, in that context. So perhaps uh, having taught a few classes online as a faculty member already uh, isn't actually going to, to result in much better outcomes for your students if the issue is uh, either a fundamental one to online education or is on the student end, distractions at the house, other obligations, and, and there's little that the, the faculty member uh, can do. I think another interesting sort of data point about the online classes and something that I was not expecting to see is the fact that the reductions in enrollment actually got larger in the fall of 2021 when things went back to, to in-person. And so now we're no longer talking about um, Zoom classes versus uh, in-person classes as much, and yet there were even further reductions in enrollment. Um, and so that sort of suggests, hey, that it's not just about uh, online versus in-person education. Well, how much was there back, going back to in-person learning uh, in the California community college system? I, I sort of thought that California sort of kept the doors shut pretty much for the second year as well as the first year, or am I wrong in that? 
Yeah, so I don't have the the numbers in front of me for for the fraction of uh, in person classes. Certainly, um, you know, in the UC system where I teach, we had uh, plenty of uh, in person uh, education going on in the 2021-2022 uh, academic year. And uh, certainly, I know that community colleges, at least for hands on classes, tried to get those back in person as soon as possible. Well, that does make the uh, the fact that you had continuing decline in enrollment all the more. Uh, peculiar and concerning. And so what's the future of community colleges? Are they, are they, uh, is there a, a feeling that they are, you don't need to go to college anymore. You can just get a pretty good job without going to college. If, unless you're going to go seriously into becoming an economist, you don't need that, that BA degree. Yeah, I think, you know, this is, this is the interesting the interesting policy question uh, right now, and and some of it goes back to what you you raised earlier about um, the fundamental state of the economy uh, relative to education. I think that's a complicating factor now. Is that the the labor market is pretty strong uh, nationally, at least in terms of unemployment rate, and so I think that that could be complicating. Uh, an analysis of, of what's happening with community college students if they feel, hey, I was able to get a job easily right out of high school and, and I'm going to keep it, or I stopped going to community college during the pandemic, but now I have a good job. Um, but I think people are fundamentally concerned about um, the state of community college enrollment and the fact that they're down 13% nationally, 17% in, in California, because these community colleges provide, you know, sort of two main areas of sort of fundamental service. The first is that they provide a gateway into four-year education, in particular for, for low-income students. So this is a way that you can go and spend a few years building your academic uh, resume and then going to a four-year institution and all the things that go along with that in terms of long-run benefits. And then also for career training for important vocational fields like nursing and IT. And so if you have a 17% a reduction in, in people uh, getting important degrees, that can have uh, uh, private impacts for the students and their, their future earnings that could remain permanent and, and, and create reductions in you know, social mobility and has impacts for the labor market if you have nursing shortages, for example. So I think people are very concerned about um, this reduction in, in enrollment at community colleges and how it can be reversed and what policies uh, might be effective. But at the same time, you have a high dropout rate out of community colleges, two-year colleges. I, the first year, I don't know, maybe half the kids don't finish the first year of community college. Am I? It seems to me that I saw that figure not too long ago, and this is before the pandemic. This is, you know, this is the, the general pattern. So maybe you're just seeing the drop off among those who would have dropped out very quickly and got not much out of, June, out of the two year experience in the first place. Yeah, I think uh, an area where having individual level data, and I think, you know, subsequent analyses will be really important, is really examining who are these students um, who are no longer enrolling or who dropped out and, and stayed out. Um, and are these students who would have really had a chance at transferring to a four-year institution? So, you know, one way that you can look at that is say, hey, in the long run, what happened to the, the fraction of students transferring to four-year colleges? Um, and, and, and who are these students who didn't go? Um, that said, you know, there's well-documented evidence that people make uh, decisions about 
uh, human capital investment going to college in the short run that might not be the best in the long run. Uh, historically, economic studies have been looking at shocks to the economy and, and changes in, in investment. Uh, in this case, it would be you know shocks to the economy and uh, everything that went along with COVID. And so I'd be very surprised to learn that there wasn't some element of students who would have benefited in the long run from a community college education, sort of taking a break and then never getting back to it and that having long run impacts on their on their earnings. No, I, that obviously makes sense. So the the Biden administration says, okay, let's make it free. And that's that's the way to solve the problem. What's your take on that based on uh, what you're observing here in this situation and uh, but more generally as an economist, are financial considerations the major factor that's uh, affecting decision making with respect to uh, Moments. Right. So I, I think the the economists answer to to, uh, you know, what's going on and why enrollments are down are, are going to to have the flavor of, OK, it has to either do with the quality of the product or it has to do with the, the cost of the product. And then maybe it could have to do with the amount of information people have about the cost and the quality of the product. Um, and so you, you're raising one of those, which is sort of the cost of the, the product. And while as an economist, I, I like to think that, hey, community colleges are you know, not high tuition, public uh, community colleges. Uh, the, the tuition and fees tend to be low. Of course, you know, things like housing can, can cost more uh, by an order of magnitude, especially in a place like uh, California. Um, that said, you know, there's, there's research out there that community college students are in fact uh, sensitive to even uh, the low levels of, of tuition and fees that they pay. Uh, so there's a nice study uh, by Jeffrey Denning out of Texas that finds that uh, students do in general, community college students do in general respond to uh, uh, reductions in, um, uh, in tuition and fees. So that suggests that even though the cost is low, people are sensitive to that. Uh, likewise, uh, there's evidence from Oregon and these uh, college promise uh, free community college uh, programs that students are also uh, sensitive to, uh, to being able to go to community college for free. So even though uh, in terms of you know, future income and the low level of tuition, it does appear that that's a potential uh, mechanism by which you can try to induce enrollment. So we're coming to the end of a, or the beginning of another year um, and new data we're gonna come down. What do you expect to see with the latest round of data? Well, do you see recovery that uh, is gonna go back up and uh, maybe up quickly, or do you think it's going to persist at a, at a pretty low level? Yeah, I, I, I'm not in the, the business of, of guessing, uh, but I, I would certainly be surprised to, to find out, given what we saw in 2021, 2022, that it had just bounced back to its pre-pandemic levels. I think that would be uh, quite surprising. My, my guess is that uh, this is gonna be a longer road and that there's gonna have to be more time spent thinking about how do we make uh, community college uh, attractive? How do we offer the right kinds of programs uh, at community colleges, the kind of programs that students see the value in? Um, and, and, and how can we sort of get back to where we were if that's the policy goal? Well, thank you, George. Uh, thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange. 
Thank you so much for having me. I have been speaking with George Bowman, a professor of economics at Santa Cruz uh, University in California. He and his colleague have just uh, released an academic paper documenting the enrollment decline at California's community colleges. This is Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. Please join me each week at the Education Next website, where a new podcast is released each Monday at noon Eastern time.